Welcome to Fur What It's Worth, an introduction and immersion into the furry fandom. Now with 20% more free in each bottle, here are your hosts, Rue and Tugs. <laughs> Alright, well we're back! You do look like you have 20% more in that bottle. 20 per- I don't even have a bottle here! Oh, I thought he was referring to something else. Uh, uh, oh, okay. For What It's Worth today is brought to you by Dick. Richard, the greatest guy who makes a sandwich. Man, you're so crude. The show used to be, like, sweet and innocent, and then you were introduced. And then you added me to the cast, and, <laughs> and then the show was over. I don't, you know, if you don't like Richard, I don't know what your problem is. So, Tugs, what have you been up to? That's horrible. Like, what? That was the worst segue ever. Oh, okay. Well, today's topic is going to be about Robin Hood. Specifically, Disney's Robin Hood. Can it be Robin Hood Men in Tights? <sighs> no. Okay. And we have a great guest with us today. We'll introduce him later. Yes. Because that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Hold on. There we go. The soundboard is here. What do you want? What have you been up to, Tugs? <laughs> we haven't been recording for, like, what, forever? Uh, it's been, like, a little over a month because of the way the production schedule worked out. So how was Rainforest? Um, well, I was going to say, uh, we recorded this the day before you're hearing it rather than the week because we didn't record last weekend. Um, how was Rain First? Rain First was great. I tried to kill an audience member. If you didn't hear that, go back an episode. Uh, how, how come, how come you would do that? I mean, how, wow, I can't even speak today. Well, Why I just would you woke do up that? and I just hated everything. It's like, let's see, we, we end up having a game. In which we almost, like, break a fursuiter. That wasn't part of the show, though. That was just for Idaho. Oh, I guess that's true, huh? It was just for Idaho. That sounds awful. <laughs> uh, I did drive at the For Idaho Hotel on the way back, though. So that was interesting. I waved at it on the freeway. I was like, hi. Bye. Bye. Uh, no, rain... Oh, there goes my breakfast. Uh, McDonald's. McDonald's. Rainforest is not McDonald's. Rainforest was great. Um, actually, I think it was. I longtime listeners will always uh, hear me wax nostalgic for FC two thousand six, which was the best con in history. Uh, this got very close to topping that. Uh, it was not quite, but there was a little sliver of the moon left as far as eclipses go. The first time ever. Why are you giving me such a queer look? <laughs> He'll tell us later. Um, but no, it was good. Um, people want us to come back with you next year. Really? Yeah, we got comments on the site. Don't you go read our show comments? I, I do. Yeah, someone's like, where's Rue? And I'm like, you couldn't make it. I'm sorry. But we did have Keo, the lovely Keo, show up and did a fabulous job hosting and looking he pretty. He did an amazing job. Thank you so much for filling in for us, Keo. That was awesome. For us. I like how you use the royal us. Well, for me. There you go. <laughs> and he had cookies everywhere. That was so awesome. Did you see a picture of it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was so cool. <laughs> uh, so it was good. Um, what else is going on? Uh, I hate the fact that the days are getting shorter. This year I am really struggling with that. Like, what? We're running through what we did. I'm getting uh, the audience. The audience. You're an audience member right this moment is giving us looks. Um, no, I hate I hate seasonal affective disorder. Like, I don't normally get it that bad. But this year I was like, must go buy light bulbs, take a day off of work, and recover from being depressed. Um, which makes me sound kind of pathetic, but no, it really did suck. But now it's all good, because I have light bulbs the size of the sun in the house. Um, don't you hate it when it's like 5 p.m. and the sun goes down? 
Yeah, no, I, I, I really hate it because it's like you're driving home from work and it's like, hey, isn't it supposed to be, I don't know, like light? Yeah, and it's all, no, no. No, no, it's dark. No, Mr. You, Sun, no here. You, you drive home with, with lights. Australia's borrowing the sun for a few months. Oh. Uh, what else? Uh, I've gotten to the final save point in Kingdom Hearts, after which I probably put the controller down to take a short break, but I will beat the game soon. Because I'm playing on uber hard mode, I need to do some serious level grinding for a while, and I'm just not looking forward to it. Um, anything uh, else that you've been up to? Final Fantasy fourteen and a new film. That's it. Cool. Note three. It's amazing. Uh, well, I basically what I've been doing is I had a surprise birthday party, yay, that I planned for yay! my mate. It was really really cool. Um, <laughs> we ended up we ended up showing up in uh, the front of our I mean the bottom space of our house had like all these party decorations, but yet nobody was there at all, and um, the. What what's that sound? Mm-hmm. Why are you why are you eating while I am talking about my story? That's really disgusting, that is, Tux. That is gross. Don't stop that. <laughs> okay. Well, the lights were off. We walked in. We saw the, we saw this huge pile of shoes at the entranceway and my husky was like what is with this pile of shoes? And then everybody like starts giggling upstairs. So we had like about 30 people and um, it was awesome. They all came down one at a time. They had poppers and were popping it at him and he was really happy. So that's, that's my major thing is, is keeping, (laughs) I've been planning this party for like months and I kept it completely a secret from him. So he had no idea. You should have said, I cast shoe 30 times. Okay. I don't get it. You need a crickets button on there. Yeah. I actually have a crickets button, but it's on another screen that I'm never on. Oh. <laughs> and then I've been playing Pokemons. Yay. I don't have a button. Okay. <laughs> so that's what I've been up to. Um, yeah. So it's Roost Cookie time. And this introduction sucks, Tugs. I think it's great. I'm eating food. <laughs> Playing with the board, getting looks from the temporary audience member. Yeah. Well, here's the cookie for today. Your reward depends on whether you are naughty or nice. In bed with the cookie. No sound effects. No sound effects when we read the cookie. That was a lovely introduction from the break. That was great. Well, now it's time for the main segment one. So, uh, like we said, we're talking about Disney's Robin Hood. But before we talk about Disney's Robin Hood, as is the usual, we will introduce our returning guest who has so graciously agreed to fill in for our lack of guest because someone bailed on us. So thank you for showing up last minute. I showed up in a, with a ball gag in my mouth with no idea what was going on. And we're just like, welcome, surprise! 
You're on for what it's worth. That's how we get our guests here. We actually usually go down to the homeless shelter. Yeah, the homeless shelter works. Um, I wonder if there's like a homeless shelter for rich people where it's like just like normal stuff, like what we would have. Sometimes we go to Goodwill so that when people are donating stuff, we'll kidnap them. <laughs> we don't want your shit. We want you. <laughs> we are oh, sassy today. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I'm going to need you to donate all of your clothes and get in my car. <laughs> Except the underwear. You can keep those. I don't want your lucky streak on my car seats. And they, wait, and they wake up naked here, which is a tell-on. Which is a tell-on? With just a tell. Oh, I'm like, what? All right, so this has nothing to do with it. So Atari has rejoined us again. Pleasure so, to be here. <laughs> refresh our new members on what you are. I am an otter most of the time, although people tend to try to change that a lot. Including or, you. I'm a person. <laughs> why are people trying to change it? Because, why not? What are they trying to change it to? Lots of things. Mmm. Mm. <clears throat> like a shoe or <laughs> just getting <laughs> you know what i'm sure somewhere someone is getting turned on by that an anthropomorphic shoe that talks oh before i get in trouble i promised someone i'd say this on the show because they're like i'm gonna listen i just want you to know as gross as this sounds and it's not on topic um foot fetishists give the most amazing foot rubs that's all he did was give me a foot rub but man do they know how to make your feet feel good seriously if you ever get the chance do it so i, I, I can second this <laughs> I think I'm missing out on something here. No, no, it was a rainforest thing. We were at a party, and I was like, you like feet, I want to see how well you rub feet. And that's how it went. That's oh, all yeah. it went. Well, I know you love your feet rubs. Oh, man. Who does it? I want to know who out there loves feet rubs, because those are like the best thing. I know, right? Best things ever. Yes. And if you have any good secrets for a good foot rub, I also want to know. So now that we're going to talk about the topic some more. Um, <laughs> have we're going to be talking about Robin Hood. <laughs> do you, do you Robin enjoy Robin Hood? Hood? Uh, I, I really do enjoy Robin Hood. It is by no means a particularly great movie, but damn, is it fun. It is kind of fun. When do you think it came out? Because uh, I, I would never have guessed this date, right? Until I was doing my empirical research. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was early 70s. I hate you. I thought it was like in the 60s, you know? No, yeah. it, was, it was a little after. Like Aristocats, I think, was 66. And I know it came out near the tail end of Disney's "Quote unquote silver era of animation movies." Wasn't it, it was nineteen? Wasn't it nineteen seventy three? That is correct. How do you know that? Are you reading the show notes? No, actually, I remember that because it's one of my favorite movies, and my first truck was a seventy three Ford, and I just associated the two. That is awesome. That, that never works. That's actually a pretty good truck. <laughs> yeah, seventy three. And as I researched this, I learned several facts, which we can discuss now. It was not going to be about Robin Hood, this movie. It was going to be about Renard the Fox. Does anyone know who Renard the Fox is? Uh, he's a French folklore kind of... Uh, yeah, I love that you know this. Tell us. Well, I have uh, Lev Grossman's uh, The Magician King to thank for that. And know if you are sensible and are easily flustered by certain things and don't like being offended, I would not recommend looking into what he is in that book, because it's not nice. What is he? Well, he's a, basically a demigod. Mm. But he is not nice. <laughs> Did you know that Robin Hood was going to have two different, I mean, it had two different endings? I did not know that, no. Actually, I watched the alternate ending on the, on the 
disc than I have. Really? What the, is the it? Blu-ray. Um, <clears throat> apparently there's a finished version of this, but... Oh, wait, is this the one where King R- uh, Richard actually comes back? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. He comes back in both of them. Oh, well, it's like an extended version of that, though. Basically, if you recall at the end of the movie, by the way, it's this movie came out in 1973, so we are okay to talk about spoilers at this point. Um, Robin Hood jumps off of the castle, um, Prince John's castle, 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 after rescuing Marion, and in the alternate cut, he gets shot by an arrow and falls into the moat. They have to rescue him, and then it cuts to him recuperating in the in the church, and Prince John finds out. So he goes in there and he draws a sword ready to behead him and Marion at the same time, and then <laughs> the king shows up and stops him, and is like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> And then he goes off on a crusade again. You know, like a good king does. Mm-hmm. We gotta convert those people. Togus, please finish chewing your food. It's kind of gross. You stop making me need to edit. So, as far as with Robin Hood with me, I've been in, like, I've been in, like, two different, like, plays. And did, like, for Disney's Robin Hood, it's, like, really weird. What? But, yeah, yeah, I've been in Robin Hood before. You know the little rabbit? Wait, wait, say that sentence again. What? Say that again. I have been in Robin Hood. <laughs> How was he? He was awesome. He was cool. No, I, pay, I played the king, um, and then mm-hmm. I played the, the little rabbit guy. That, what are you talking about? The what? one that gets the arrow in the hat. No, what... Did, Never mind. I was in a play, a children's play. Thank you. You're that welcome. That wasn't really made clear. We, we sang this little song, Robin Hood, live by the bow, Robin Hood. I've heard that song somewhere. Yeah. So, it's a little play. But, so Robin Hood's awesome. I yeah. like Robin Hood. So, um. <clears throat> oh yeah, this is the lost scene. So apparently the king shows up like halfway through the movie and is like, I'm back. And, like, he's just hanging out watching for a while. And apparently they aired it. Like, they finished it. They colored it. They voiced it. They aired it on the Disney Channel in the 80s, and it has never been seen since. Why not? I don't know. I well, bet you someone just, lost it. They just released the Blu-ray. Do it's you know if it's it. on there? Mm-mm. Why not? Well, I don't know. Let me call Walt and ask him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like this next fact. Did you see the Fantastic Mr. Fox? Of course. Oh, that this is awesome. not on here. Oh, um, the song Love from Robin Hood is also in the Fantastic Mr. Fox. They borrowed it. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that. And I know. Look I, was for like, it. I was like, cuss, I didn't know that. <laughs> that is, I, I love you, you for that. that. I love that they say cuss. Um, did you hear, uh, you know, in, this, in the story, they end up saying oodalali a lot. Do I you know what oodalali like means? No, yeah. It means noodle lolly. Noodle? No, it doesn't mean noodle, noodle lolly. I'm going to take a wild <laughs> shot in the dark and say that it was like their version of saying yay. Yeah. Why did they just say yay? I don't know. Because English people back then were really weird and dumb. We've got a lot of English listeners. Now I'm worried that we're going to get hate mail from the UK. Okay, I'll edit that out. No, you won't. <laughs> I won't edit it out either. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> just say oodle lolly. Oodalali. Yeah, there we go. Do you have the soundtrack for Robin Hood? I don't. Do you? Well, nobody would have the soundtrack, Tugs. They've never released it. They made one. They have a full, like, record of it. 
but they've never put it out for some reason. Robin Hood got like the shaft. It also shafted us pretty hard though, because um, raising rule thirty four. <laughs> no, well that too. Uh, it turns out now this was cool. It only got one theatrical re-release because when it came out in the seventies, Disney was doing the every seven eight years. You know their their movie would come out again and be great. Um, but what happened is is that it kind of sucked when it came back to the theaters because, well, at the time I don't think it was very good. It was in Disney's darker period. So it was the very first movie to start the Disney vault tradition. You can blame Robin Hood for that. Damn it. <laughs> hmm. I know. I was like, I, now we know. And then what's funny is now it's not even part of that collection. Like, there's 15 movies, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but now Robin Hood is just generally available. It's not like it's back from the vault, like Bambi or whatever. Really? Yeah. What about this recent release on the Blu-ray? It's not been seven years since the last release. Oh, they, really? It's not part of the Diamond Edition line. The Diamond Edition line is it's every movie cycles every seven or eight years. Hmm. Which makes me feel old because I bought The Little Mermaid knowing that fact and it just came back out again. So it has now been seven years since I started my collection. So last weekend I forced my, um, you know, to prepare for this show, I forced my roommates to watch Robin Hood. Oh, man. And they were like, what is this? I don't remember it being this way. But apparently they ended up liking it because, I don't know. they're Because of the lesbian chicken? Something. <laughs> she is seriously a lesbian chicken. You know who I'm talking about, right? What is her name? Yes. Cluck? Pluck? Pluck? Cluck? Lady Cluck, I think. Lady Cluck? Yeah, plucky. Apparently they saw a lot of sexual connotations in it or something There like are that. a lot of like... Whoa. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. I, I mean, it's a kid's movie for adults. I think that Robin Hood and Little John had something going there. Duh. <laughs> Two guys alone in the woods for months on end. What do you think is going on? Dressing up in no. girls' clothes? What? No, because he's sitting there all the time, like, getting all, oh, Marion. Unless he was imagining Marion when those two were having off-camera time. That What you're not realizing is that was his pet name for Little John. <laughs> Gimp, your name is Marion. What was awesome is one of my roommates had never seen like Robin Hood at all. And, really? Yeah, and so he was like, he was he was wanting to buy one of those commissions that you know has the the figure like, oh, your character here. I hate those. And it was like a character getting fucked by you know um, Robin Hood. What? I thought we were keeping it classy. Oh, we we are trying to keep it classy. But needless to say, (laughs) he was like, he was so disappointed because he found out that Robin Hood wasn't gay. That he was straight. Whoa, hold on. You're saying your roommate sat through all 83 minutes of this movie and thought the whole time that Robin Hood was gay until the very end of the movie. Like, there was nothing else to to clarify. No, at the beginning of the show, he thought that Robin Hood was gay. What? 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 Say that in the microphone. I, I think I know which roommate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. He think I want everyone to be gay. Um, but really? He thought that Robin Hood was gay all the way up until... How do you know that? I, I don't know. Maybe he, he saw those pictures on F.A. and he was disappointed at the fact that he was straight. He may not be straight. Maybe. Disney has never clarified his sexuality. I don't know. Disney released a list, yes. Aladdin, straight. Robin Hood, bisexual. Genie, absolutely freaking gay. (laughs) (laughs) 
I would have said pansexual, but that's just me. <laughs> well, yeah, he'd pull a pan out of his ass and be like, woo! Uh, all right, so continuing through these fun little facts. Um, oh, by the way, so I was saying that there were 15 movies. Um, at the time, the 15 movies were Snow White, Pinocchio, Fantasia, Bambi, Cinderella, Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, ugh, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, which is not in that list anymore. Um, Sword in the Stone, Jungle Book, Aristocats, Robin Hood, The Rescuers, and The Fox and the Hound. They were considered the sacred movies, the untouchables. Wait, is Sword in the Stone still on that list? No. Um, that is not on the list. Jungle Book is on the list. Aristocats is not on the list. Um, but, Rescuers is, is not officially on the list, but it's not always available. Um, and Fox and the Hound is kind of like the Rescuers, but it's not in the diamond line anymore. Because... At the time, when they made this list, it was in the in the 80s, and then Disney suddenly decided to make good movies again in the 90s, so a lot of those movies replaced the movies that fell off. I don't know. Some of those movies were pretty fun and good. Oh, like The Black Cauldron is insane. I didn't say The Black Cauldron. <laughs> Have you seen The Black Cauldron? Uh, a long, long time ago. I just remember The Fuzzy Guy. That movie was not Disney. That was like Don Bluth went in and like mugged everyone in the studio, put them to sleep with a draught, and then like started making a movie. And they and then he somehow bewitched them to think they made the movie. I'm imagining Don Bluth is like this evil henchman now. I really, really liked Sword of the Stone. I'm, I'm going to imagine because Don. Of transformation. Ha, I I, get that in. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. A um, besides out of the that. Uh, I'm just going to imagine Don Bluth now talking like Henchman 24. Henchman 24. From Venture Brothers. Oh, I'm like, what is that, from Pokemon? Some guy on the screen? No, he sounds like Ray Romano. Oh, no! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, everybody hates Raymond. Yes, you guys totally made that movie. (laughs) (laughs) So when have you last seen Robin Hood? Uh, A couple years ago, I think, at this point. I should really watch that again. You want to put it on right now? We'll watch it with the audience. No, we won't, because copyright. (laughs) <laughs> well, that would be incredibly distracting. We'd lose Rue. Oh, yeah. Why? No, I thought you said Sword in the Stone was the one he couldn't watch. Oh, I could watch it. I have I have Sword in the Stone on Blu-ray, I think. Hold on. What? Now, audience I know viewers. this is on Blu-ray. Tugs is looking in his stacks of DVDs. I have it on DVD. There's a DVD Blu-ray. This intermission brought to you by Attention Deficit Disorder. Okay. So, Tugs, what's been your experience with Robin Hood? Uh, well, I watched it recently with James, who hadn't seen it in like 20 years. And he really enjoyed it. He was like, this is not what I remembered. Kind of like what your roommates did. I don't know. As a kid, I don't remember a lot of those scenes. Like... And I'm wondering why that's a common thing now without I'm saying it. But it's like you wouldn't remember like the jail scene, for instance. Yeah, I didn't remember that. That was like, wow. They're like, like, oh yeah, everyone did go to jail. That was really sad. Um, what well, things is I remember the song, but I was just like, I imagined it was like this pan over of Nottingham, and 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 everyone was just like sad. But no, everyone was in jail. Is that? You know what? We do have listeners in Nottingham. That actually. sounds like our government. <laughs> no actually i know we have listeners in nottingham and i want to know if this is like if there's like a statue or do, are you just all sick of it like you're like ah, i hate robin hood i would be really curious to know like what 
Robin Hood is actually perceived as someone who lives there or by someone who lives there? Or do they get like a lot of tourists? Or do they just hate Robin Hood altogether? Hmm. So I know you're out there and I want an email from you, please. Um, because that would be really interesting to see. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> so you saw it last week, you said? Yeah, I saw it last week. It was it was really, really fun. I, but the thing is, is it's the nostalgic type thing. You know, I watched it when I was a kid. My My parents bought every single Disney movie. And... I liked Robin Hood. It was fun. It, I, I really enjoyed it. So for me to watch it now, it was like me going back to my childhood and, and watching it. And of course, uh, like I said, I've been in plays with Robin, you know, with Robin Hood. And um, so that brought back some memories there. So it's cool. <clears throat> so you own it? Yes. Blu-ray or DVD? Blu-ray. Good choice. Do you have it? I just barely started having money again, so no. Does your boyfriend? Uh, no. What? Really? I thought he did. Huh. What, do you, money or the Robin Hood movie? Because he has money, just not the Robin Hood movie. Well, you could get those two together. Well, I am stopping my Best Buy later today, so I guess I can fix that. I can just bring it They in have here. it at Best Buy. If you go to Walmart, they don't have it anywhere. Like, I went to several places trying to find it on Blu-ray. Like, I had it on the regular version, but I was like, No. I have to have it on Blu-ray. Although Disney like charges you up the wazoo for like their there's, Blu-ray There's packs. tricks to that. So um, barring The Little Mermaid, which is a completely different exception, which I'll get to if you really want to know. Um, if you want to get a good price on the Blu-ray pack that has like the Blu-ray, the DVD, the digital copy, which is what their Diamond Editions usually do, um, you have to go to Best Buy on release week because then it's always cheaper. And... Also, if, if you, you didn't know, if everyone out there who throws their slipcases away, you make me just a little bit sad. Slipcases are only on the first printing of the movie, and then they're off. It's kind of like a collector's thing that no one really knows, except for collectors. Yeah, but, why would you get rid of them? They're beautiful. I love the slipcases, but yeah. Um, so basically, it has to be the first week slipcase edition, and it'll be like 10 bucks off. So since we're doing this on a review on kind of a movie... Let's give our critique of whether we feel that you should go out and watch it Buy or it, not. Or rent it. Or rent it. Watch or rent. Um, well, I'm biased because, see, I'm a Disney fan. And so I, I'm like, yeah, you should have a copy of Robin Hood. You should have a copy of most Disney movies, especially Song of the South. Um, but we all know that that's just bias. Uh, it's worth watching. And then if you like it, I would buy it. So I would say watch before buy. Watch before buy? Yeah, so start with a rental, see if you like it. Hmm. Where can you rent it? Amazon, I guess. Amazon has it for rent. Might be able to get it on iTunes for rental, too. What about Blockbuster? What's that? <laughs> so what do you think? Rent or buy, Atari? Uh, if you're a furry, you're probably going to enjoy it just because it has animal people. I mean, let's just be real here. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Uh, ah! Oh, guess what, folks? He found it. Oh, he DVD. found it. I do have it on Blu-ray. All right, so... <laughs> so, it's a very enjoyable movie, like I said earlier, but if you're into uh, critiquing things and kind of looking at how well something could be written, I would definitely say rent it first, just because... It's not a particularly great movie, 
but it's really enjoyable, if that makes sense. I think it was the last movie that Disney had planned himself. You no, know no, what? Jungle Book was. Sorry. I'm going to say that it's something that should belong to your collection. Like, it's a, it's a great thing that brings you back to your childhood. Now, of course, if you're like 19 or, you know, some, some of the younger generation of, of furs, you probably won't enjoy it. So I'm going to say this. If you're 19, go rent it. If you're of our age, a little bit older, then you should buy it. distinction? I'm curious. What, what drives you to, to think that? Because I personally feel that it's going to be something that you're going to care about because it's part of your childhood versus the other people that have watched it for the very first time. They're not going to care about but it. But people under 19 could have watched it at any time. Yeah. I mean, it, I, it, the movie came out 15 years before I was born and it was still part of my childhood. I guess that's true for us, too. But what? You're confusing me. What? No, no. Why would someone at 19 not have seen it? I, I don't know. Maybe you, they you, haven't seen it. So, but you just think that they're different in some fundamental way that they should rent it first? You're assuming that young people don't want to see older things. I'm assuming that they have not seen Robin Hood. That is correct. Because I don't feel that in the past... 20 years or so? Um, that... Disney has done very much with it. You're forgetting a very, very crucial aspect about this, and that's electronic babysitting. That is true. That is true. You you do have a good point there, and um, I think the I thing is, is that people though. people like their parents probably have have it, and they probably have seen it. If that's the case. Well, I I, I think you're both right um, because. Disney does thrive on the I had this wonderful experience I want to share it with you thing, which is why I drag people to Space Mountain all the time. Well, not all the time, but you know, you know what I mean. Um, but at the same time, with all the things that have come out, and t- remember, 20 years ago, we were in the early 90s at this point. So, God damn you. I know. I know. Isn't that sad? Um, that, I mean, the internet was coming out and stuff. And so there's been a lot of things that have come out for kids that have had to compete with these classic Disney movies that the likelihood of them having seen it would have been a lot less because of the way things were going. Whereas when we were growing up, because of the time difference, I mean, we were very heavily reliant, at least I was, on the VCR and over-the-air television. I did not grow up with cable. I did not have the Disney Channel as a kid, so Gummy Bears to me is a new thing. But, um, yeah, so I had a completely different source of stuff that I would watch. Like, I'd just go to the video store and rent things, which is like this foreign concept that kids 20 years ago didn't really do much. Well, they have a concept of renting. It's just... Digital. <laughs> in the last 10 years or so, the, the industry has shifted so drastically from the previous model that a lot of the remnants of that aren't around anymore. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that there's a lot of things of animation that has been, like like what he was saying, what Tugs was saying, is that there's so much, like, when we were kids, it was very, you know, just, just a little bit that, that we had options of things to watch. But nowadays, kids have, like, a lot of animated stuff and um, a lot of different things that they could be watching. Whether you know, does it seem to you that shows back even like when we were kids were much more violent than they are today? That's because parents weren't paying attention, and neither were the censors. <laughs> there was no television rating system. I mean, look at back at some of those older cartoons; they are so dirty, oh, or just gory, or violent, and yeah, yeah. Oh man, um, 
Epic Mickey has old Oswald cartoons, and one of them, Oswald, is like brutal. He's like stabbing people with swords and things. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is not what I would have expected. Well, yeah, I mean, think about it. There's uh, quite a few Tom and Jerry cartoons that they've gone back and re-edited just because they thought they were too violent for kids nowadays. But people back then just ate it up. They thought it was great. It's an interesting thing, but how, is Robin Hood particularly violent? It's not. There was no blood in it, I think. No. And that's probably why they cut that extra ending. There's a lot of shooting arrows. <laughs> oh, man, I'm thinking of, of oh, man, lesbian and chicken how... with the gold arrow that stabs the tent, and they all just take <laughs> off. That was awesome. And then, like... Who's driving this thing? I love that chicken. <laughs> I know. I remember Robin Hood, like, tossing his hat up in the air and then shooting it. Like, and then it comes back down and it has no holes in it. <laughs> it was self repairing like, No, no, no. It's like there were hat. holes in it. He was just making ear holes for it. Oh. <laughs> and now you know the secret, ladies and gentlemen. When a furry gets a hat, they shoot an arrow through it, and now it's a furry hat. So easy, this fitting process. Hmm. <laughs> Are there any other parts that you particularly like? Um... I really do like that tent scene, like just that whole Rube Goldberg chaos that's going on with everything getting destroyed in the and then there's the football moment. I'm like, what? <laughs> do you remember the football moment? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome with all the rhinos. Did she have actually have a football for that too, or she had something? Didn't she? It was like a piece of like a, a treasure bag or something. Oh man, she really was must have been lesbian, like stereotype lesbian, because that's not light at all. Gold oh, is heavy. Oh yeah, I mean, I know this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite part? Uh, I think my favorite part was the part where the little kid. No, I didn't say what anything. The, what about the little kid? Got his money for his birthday, <laughs> and then it got it stolen. That was so sad. That can't be... That, of course, that's your favorite part. Why? A little kid getting his his money taken away? No, the kid wasn't leaving Disneyland and being sad, so oh, okay. that's fine. That's just a prime example of why taxes are evil. I really liked when little John and Robin Hood stole from the, the rich and gave it to the poor. You know, that was awesome. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. That scene where... Um, where they ended up dressing up as um, gypsies and stealing from King John. <laughs> Solid gold hubcaps. <laughs> oh, that was wonderful. I had and, forgotten about that. And the rhinos are all like, ooh. <laughs> oh, you know what? Disney has given Robin Hood a little bit of love, though, because you can get the rhino guard in Disney Infinity. Not as a character, but as like a playset piece. Oh, really? Yeah, and they'll try and chop you up. See, I think it would be fun fun if Disney Infinity had, like, some of the classics. They do. Like, it would be great if I could buy a Robin Hood figure. There are a lot of people who would agree with you. Like, a whole bunch of different characters that are, that, like, I think it would be awesome if they had Cinderella characters. They do. Figurines? No. See? I, you're confusing me, gesturing at the Kingdom Hearts Guide. Oh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. 
All right. Well, let's. Uh, I think we should go to break. Well, I, I do have one more thing before we go to break. Okay. So, um, how do you feel about Robin Hood? Um, like, so, sorry, the new um, Fox movie that's going to be coming out. What? It's called. Oh yes, I, I know Zoo- Zootopia. Zootopia. What are you talking about? You How haven't do heard you of not this? know about this. I'm not on the internet 24/7. So Disney has a new movie that's going to be coming out. It's called Zootopia, in which it's going to encompass a, a bunny and a, a fox, in which they're going to have like, what is it like crime or? I think the fox gets framed for murder or something like that. Is this and a he has m- to a movie. Yeah. Oh. It's coming out in like 2016 or something. The concept art is adorable. Is it direct to disc? No, I don't okay. think so. So how do you feel about Disney and Fox characters? Do you feel like that there's too many of them? Yes. No. Because there's, there's a forum on the internet that people are complaining that there are too many Fox characters. Why do you think that there's too many? Uh, well, let me look at my cabinet. Foxes I'm seeing at least like three or four movies that have foxes in them. But, but foxes... Compared to... There's only one movie with a rat. They're, they're, foxes are adorable. They're, well, I guess, no, you know what? I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to change my opinion, and this is kind of crass, but it is true. Disney has four more white Caucasian princesses than they do foxes, so everyone can shut up till that number's equal. <laughs> it's true. What are you doing? <laughs> and that's why Princess Tiana was born. <laughs> and on that bombshell... It's Mr. Ranji's Neighborhood, starring Ranji the Fox, brought to you by Sitari, the best game console on the subcontinent. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for my new neighbor. Oh, what a booty. Would you be mine? Could, could you be mine? I left India to live in this beauty wood. What the hell is a beauty wood? What, what just, just made up? Would, would you be mine? I've always wanted to live with neighbors. I don't hate. So now I live in a neighborhood with Jews and other Hindus and people I like. Let's make the most of this beautiful day. I see a round one. I might as well say, would you be mine? Would you be mine? Won't you be? Oh, screw it. I'll be right back. Hello there, children. Welcome to another episode of Mr. Ranji's Neighborhood. Today we are talking about the Robins of the Hood. Do you know the story of the Robins? No? Let me tell you about him. Robins was a very handsome young fox from the far west, very far away from my subcontinent home. And yes, he was a real fox. One day, the president of England, oh, I mean the king, the pre- I don't know, England's far away, they do weird things. The President of England decided to go on a quest for oil, leaving his brother, King Dick, oh sorry, I mean King Ricky, in charge. And anyways, the Robin of the Hood, he decided he was going to help out the poor people because King Dick, he was taxing everybody many, many monies. So, being a proper fox, well, okay, 
This will get into subjects we will not cover, but being a proper fox, he cross-dressed and he stole the monies from the king. And so one day, Mr. Disney found this story written down, and from there he made a wonderful movie with that good-looking fox Robbins. The movie also had some other characters in it, but they really aren't that important. What do you mean, Mr. Ranji? There was Maid Marion, and the lesbian chicken, and the big fat bear Baloo. Oi, shut up, Pamela. I'm talking to the children. Children, you remember Suzette, my chef, right? Hello, ch- Shut up, Suzette. I am not paying you to talk to the children. Go take your lesbian chicken back to the kitchen. And make me some chicken curry while you're doing it. Oh, it is so delicious. Go, go. So, as I was saying, Robins of the Hood movie was created. God gave us the most beautiful sexy fox ever. He had such soft fur, and a big bushy tail, and... Holy Shiva! What is going on in my kitchen? Okay, sorry children, there is a mistake in the kitchen. He does not know the difference between a curry and a chili, apparently. I swear, I do not know. Maybe I need to replace my chef. So, as I was saying, Robin's here, they soft fur and a big sexy tail and... Seriously, what now? Hello? Hello? What the hell? So, the Robins of the Hood had many glory hole adventures, wearing tight clothes and no pants. It was quite... What the hell? Who the fuck is unknown? Screw you, Mr. Unknown! Screw you! I cannot believe this. I am so sorry, children, that we keep getting the interruptions today. But now we shall learn more about the Robins. You, you see... Wait, wait just a moment. Okay, good. I thought we would be interrupted again. You know what the interruptions are, right, children? That's right, it is when you cannot finish doing something because someone opens your bedroom door and walks in while... Oh, I mean, uh, it, it means you get interrupted. It seems like we have finished all the interruptions, so now we can continue about the Robins. Oh, I love this fox, I am telling you. Ro- Robin was a very generous fox, posing for pictures, stealing my... <sighs> I am so sorry, children. It appears we have lost the power. We will have to discuss Robins another day. Susan! Susan, get me a candle! Susan! Susan! What the hell is my chef? Why is there a fuse box in this blender? Susan! 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 I'll see you next time, children, on Mr. Ranji's neighborhood. Susan! This is Yandis Esso from Brooklyn, New York. You are listening to Rue and Tugs, the Swiss Army men. This is for what it's worth. <laughs> the look on your face was awesome. You're like, what? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Jan. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awesome ident. Thank you for sending that in. 
So let me reintroduce the topic. We're going to be talking about Robin Hood. How could you forget? He's like, oh, let me go back a page. <laughs> How could you forget the topic? And we have Atari here with us. Pleasure to be here. Again. <laughs> uh, again. So we are now in the meat and potatoes segment, as we call it. So why do you think this movie is just so damn notorious in the fandom? Because it has talking animals on two legs. But you don't see the Jungle Book that way. That's because people probably like the, the mythos of Robin Hood a little more than, you know, Mowgli, which is just a kid do, going around doing things. You don't see the Aristocats. Well, that's because people are dumb. The Aristocrats <laughs> is great. <laughs> it is great, but I'm just saying, comparatively speaking, how it seems to have an unusual following. More stuff. I think Ponies is greater than Robin Hood, but... I think it's because these this particular movie had anthropomorphized uh, animals rather than just, you know... I mean, they're, they're wearing clothes, they're acting more like people than the, the animals in the other movies, and I think that... It's actually a society of of people. It's It's not the other way around, where there's still humans around, and they're just animals that are talking. Exactly. We have we had no humans in Robin Hood, and that's why I think I'm going to go back to it. That's why I think that Zootopia is going to be a big hit. It's because it's not based in a human world. It's not like that they're like little pets that are fighting each other or something like that. I don't know. You go to the right building, and maybe you could find that. No, I I have never thought of that. I'm looking at my entire collection, going, "Do you have just animals? Do you have just animals? None of them except Robin Hood is like just." Animal society. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chicken Little had... No, we don't speak of that. <laughs> no, really. Is that all animals? Yeah. It, it is all animals. But it was a terrible movie. It was a terrible movie, but I still kind of like it because I like Zach Braff a lot. Mm. You can see that. Yeah. I like that. I like that movie, Chicken Little. So, so because it's... Of an animal society, it speaks more to us as furries than, say, the Aristocats, Jungle Book. Well, that's the furry fandom, isn't it? Like, right, that's what I'm... Don't I'm, we normally think about furries in a furry society and it's just furries? Or do we think about them furries with humans? Like, how many stories do we have, um, if you look on the internet, within our fandom, that not everybody in that story... Everybody in that story is a furry. Do we have anybody that's writing stories that have furries and humans in it? Yes, but usually those stories are... Furries are a metaphor for black people in the 60s. What? Where the the furry animals are the oppressed thing that all the humans kind of subjugate as second-class citizens, and it's dealing with, you know, being the oppressed minority. Hmm. I've seen, I've seen those <laughs> stories around. Oh, I see. oh you no 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 I I see what you're saying I thought I my mind was just kind of thrown off a second. Um. <laughs> Is it like Planet of the Apes? No, just kidding. Well, sort of, except yeah, except like in reverse. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. You know, I think part of it, and this is just purely my opinion, furries like movies and literature more when it's just anthropomorphic animals that walk on two feet or whatever, and. There's no humans, because when a human shows up, it reminds everyone that they're playing a little bit of pretend, and they don't like that. It kind of reminds me of how, you know, for instance, in Pokemon, okay, this is is a weird comparison, but here we go. When Messino 
appeared in Pokemon. To Who's some people, Missino, the missing. Oh, missing no. Yeah, mi- yeah. Sorry, missing I number. Okay, butchered that. It. <laughs> he's he's. The it ended up Italian actually one. causing a problem for people because it ended up breaking that fantasy world that they were kind of in. I feel like that's the same with the furry. What? I, I was think, reading an article the other day about it. Okay? I don't think Missing No did that. I think Missing No caused people problems because then their game save was corrupted. <laughs> that That's more likely. I, I If people are saying that it's breaking the reality of the this, the world, I think they're reading a little too much into it. I, mean, I would propose an alternate, but that probably is along the same lines of hackers in Pokemon that hack their Pokemon. All right, let's let's just cut that that nope. what I just said there. No, no, but well, we're, no, not cutting it, it from the show. I'm just saying Where was it going? What the, the what article. I was saying is that I was agreeing with you basically. Oh, okay. Like furry society, I, I think that when you have humans in it, it breaks that the fourth wall. fantasy yeah. or that. It it's a little thing that goes by the way. You are pretending to be an animal, whereas if everyone's pretending to be an animal, no one is a human, then nobody's going to notice. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Um, we, it, it reminds us that the ideal is still a goal versus the reality. Right. And that's not to say that having humans in your story is a bad thing. I mean, I've seen also seen plenty of really good examples of... Uh, humans and animals kind of in the same world, and it, the, the stories that are told are actually pretty good. Well, how about Looney Tunes? Exactly. Looney like, Tunes is a good example. Looney Tunes has humans in it. Yeah. Although I like the Roadrunner cartoons a lot more because there are no humans in it. I don't know. Like Granny and, yeah. Do you know that's the same voice actress all this time? Really? Yeah. She's still She's alive. still, Wow. <laughs> Well, the original voice actress for Alice is still around, so feel fig. She still does Kingdom Hearts. Wow. I know. She still sounds the same. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the Fantastic Mr. Fox is also an all-animal world for the most part, isn't it? I think the only place that it's not is like the farm at the end, right? Well, it's not an all-animal world. Yeah, It's mostly an animal world, though, right? Like, there's very little human intrusion. Uh, uh, I wouldn't it, have to I, I wouldn't say sorry. that. Go on. Go ahead. No, no, the guest gets to go. I wouldn't say it's an all-animal world because there is a thriving human society all around them. The oh, film, you're right, you're the right. The film just, ten, just focuses on the animals for the most part, which gives the illusion of a pure animal world. Mm. So it's an it's a artistic direction they chose. It's the Wes Anderson. It's going to be art, like quirkily artistic. That's true. I love that show. I love Wes Anderson. I'm so Cuss. Email. I'm, yes. Email. So we have an email from... Alan and Rue is ready to go. So it says, Alan, to the cast, hello for what it's worth. Let me introduce myself. My name is Alan, and I am a fat rat who is king of fat rats. He has a scepter and everything. (laughs) I love your podcast, which I still need to catch up on. But on to the main topic of the email. Robin Hood, Disney Robin Hood. When I first saw this movie, when I was a young rat, Robin Hood was awesome and was the hero that I looked up to. It was the main influence of why I joined the fandom. What I love, what I love movies is the characters and the whole plot of the movie 
And yeah, it was my main influence on joining the fandom. Keeping up, keep up the great work from the desk of the Rat King. <laughs> I want his letterhead. <laughs> from the desk of the Rat King, Alan. I, so, wonder, I wonder if he knows um, the Nutcracker Rat King. They're probably rivals. Rivals? Rivals. Now I'm thinking He's of Fantasia. He's probably happy that he died. Maybe if he was rivals with him. Spoilers. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, heavens. <laughs> 200 years late. No, see, so there's one vote. He got into the fandom because of Robin Hood. I have another friend that got into the fandom because of Robin Hood. There's a lot of people that got into the fandom because of Robin Hood. You know what's sad, though, is um, Disney has created official Robin Hood characters to appear in the parks and has since retired them. They don't appear. The last time any of them appeared was this summer. I think at Disney World they had um, Friar Tuck come back for a little bit, and that was like it. Oh, Friar Tuck is awesome. I know, but they retire him, and then you don't see him again, and it's sad. No, they had a picture actually from this summer from Disney World. Uh I saw online it had Robin Hood and Friar Tuck and the sheriff. Yeah, it was like a group pick. Yeah, they brought him back for a very short time. Oh man, the sheriff! Hey, we met Br'er Rabbit last time we were down there. That was a surprise. And Br'er Fox. Yeah, Br'er Rabbit doesn't really show up at Disneyland. Oh. Anyway, not that that matters. So um, It does matter. It matters to me. <laughs> I don't know. We have another email. It's from Kira. She says, oh my gosh. Hey guys, I can't believe you're making me remember this time in my life. I can easily say that this was my furry awakening. It started when I was drawing furries and when I found my love for foxes. I think that I can easily say that this movie had a really big influence on me. It was the only other version of Robin Hood I had seen besides Men in Tights. If you haven't seen it, you must. However, I easily forgot about Disney's Robin Hood because I started reading the actual stories. But to be fair, I cannot deny what that movie did for me. It was one of the things I looked for when I finally found a name for my furriness. And I think I can truthfully say that I would not be prouder of being a fox without this great movie. Signed, Kira the Fox from Tijuana, Mexico. See? See? It does have an influence. See, so what the audience at home, obviously, when we do the show, probably are not there. But... Uh, Rue and I had a bit of a debate, a friendly debate before this, and was like, no, it can't be that influential. I was like, no, damn it, it is. Oh, whatever. Uh, I, I've always known that Disney's Robin Hood has been somewhat of an influence. Right, but I was arguing it was greater in scope than, than you thought it was, right? No, not necessarily. I knew it was a great scope. I was just thinking that, do we want to do a Disney Robin Hood right now? And I was also thinking, well... We want to make sure that the guest that we have is... He's doing a great job. Yes, he is. <laughs> has um, great ties to Robin Hood. Kind of like what we did with the Lion King episode. That's true. That's true. But... Yeah, that's funny. Now we've done two Disney movies in one episode. But yeah, no, I remember... Um, it was, it was, there was, we weren't 100% on this, but I'm glad that you guys have delivered. Because our audience rarely lets us down. I'm very happy about that. Yes, thank you. Yeah, so there are uh, one and one half furries that have written us about Robin Hood being hugely influential. There was tons of people that did. We just chose them. (laughs) (laughs) There were? So, anyways, we have other emails here. No, we don't. We have a food review, right? Not yet. We're not done with the topic. Oh. He's all food, 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 food. Hungry. Do hungry. you think that this movie is going to keep being as endearing as it has been? I would hope so. Do you? Why? Tell me why. Well, part of it is just because I, I do have some nostalgia from it from my childhood because I watched it all the time. All the time. 
Like I said, did you wear out the VHS tape? I can't remember, but probably. Do you know what the saddest day is? Is when your kid and the VCR eats your Disney tape that you love to death. Ah, oh, there's a couple of those that probably that happened to me with. Yeah, I've had that. I have. I I had it happen with Jungle Book, and my parents were not happy. For me, it probably would have been a Little Mermaid. Oh, my parents have the original penis cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awesome. Do you want it to stay as as notorious as it is? What Robin Hood? Yeah. You know, what are you asking? Are you asking like, do I want to see another Robin Hood? Well, so we were saying earlier that there's a lot of things that they're competing for kids' time and attention, and in basically toy money. And so now Robin Hood has to fight against all these other things. Do you think that it, do you want it to continue to be kind of, you know, cut above the rest? Or or do you think it's going to get swallowed up and not be as endearing as it has been? Enduring maybe is a better word in this case. Well, unfortunately, I don't believe that the film has completely timed really well. You don't think it's aged well? Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. Why not? Am I putting you on the spot? You're putting me on the spot. No. <laughs> no, I love the show. I really love it. And um, I would watch it again. I'm glad that I have it in my library. Um, I I think it would be interesting to um, to invite my nieces over sometime and have them watch that and see if it, you know, keeps their attention. But you know as what? far as what I have seen, though, uh, many of the classics, they love all the classics. And so, therefore, why wouldn't they love Robin Hood? I want you to have them over sometime or go to them or whatever and take the movie and see what happens and ask them how they, how they like it compared to whatever they're into. That would be a very interesting experiment. Yeah, it would. And then report back. Now leave. Okay. <laughs> All right, so time lapse. Time they loved lapse. it. <laughs> <laughs> Through the magic of editing. <laughs> I hate that on TV. Oh, I already finished breaking it. <laughs> anyway. And here's those scallops. You right. donkey. And now we're going to come to Koru for the last two cents. Do you want Robin Hood to be as endearing? Sure. Why? Okay, that was a good opinion. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't exactly prepared. <laughs> it's okay. All right, well, um, I think that's it for the topic then. So if you have thoughts or if you want to share how Robin Hood has changed your life, please write us. So, guess what we have? That was a really awful segue. We have the game! It is It is time for the game. It is the oh, time God. for it. I will in. No, no, you don't get a copy. This is called the Ultra Hard Game. How can we make our games any harder? Oh, we can. You know that people people complain to us that our games are too hard. And then we torture our guests too much. And then they say, just kidding. Um, So, this has instructions and it says since you did so well on your previous game we're back with a new level of difficulty not yet seen on level 9000 wait i did well on the last game yes level 9000 has been created just for you oh god so each correct answer is one point as usual and you get nothing for wrong answers but ridicule <laughs> are you ready i guess as ready as i'll ever be the ultra hard <laughs> game at level 9000 question one what is the atomic weight of calcium? Let's see. 
Calcium is going to be right after potassium. <laughs> if you get this right, I'm going to throw this game out the window. Give me a second. I'm thinking. <laughs> Just so the audience at home knows, everyone over on the right side of the studio is like doing a little periodic table in the air and like imagining it. It's, it's in pointing. It's actually quite amusing. I think it's 41. Oh! That is so close. It's 40 point. Zero seven eight. And because it's atomic, you have to be accurate. You don't have to be that accurate when you're doing things in the lab. <laughs> this is for what it's worth. We are better than the lab. I was off by 0.2 atomic units. Yep, and that means you're wrong. Question number two. Dick. How long, is, <laughs> <laughs> how long is the longest motorable road in the world, except for 100 miles of it? Um... I don't think it's going to be the United States, probably. I'm going to say something along the lines of 31,000 miles. Or 3,100 miles, sorry. 3,100 miles. Yes. You were a lot closer when you said 30,000. The longest road in the world is the 30,000 miles of the Pan American Highway, which starts in Prudhoe Bay in Canada and ends in Ushuala in the bottom of the continent of South America. The Darien Gap in Panama is the 100 miles which you cannot drive. See, I was going to think it was somewhere in Asia. Nope. Who? Okay, question number three. Who invented the elevator? Charles Elevator. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my name is Charles Elevator. A lot of people think it's Otis, but it's not. Let's see. In 19... In 19... In 18... 23... Two scientists... Architects. Oh, you're right. <laughs> architects. How did you get scientists out of architect? You know what? You know That's what, what happens. Scientists? That's what happens when you get a BA in English and then study science. You become an architect. All right, go ahead. Read the answer. <laughs> in 1823, two architects, Burton and Hormer, built an ascending room, as they called it. This crude elevator was used to lift paying tourists to a platform for a panorama view of London. In 1835, Architects Frost and Stutt built the Teagle, a belt-driven, counterweighted, and steam-driven lift that was developed in England. Now that you is know. awesome. Question four. What was the exact date of Hitler's death? I think it was in March of 1945, but I don't know the exact day. Is that your guess, then? You have to give us a day. Um, March 22nd. April 30th. April 30th. 1945. I was close. How many calories are in a chocolate, milk chocolate? Godiva truffle. Godiva truffle. Not enough. <laughs> give, give, me us a number. A, give us a oh, number. I don't know this. Um, I'm going to say 320. Uh, 210. I'm going to go have one after the show. That's Number true. six. What is 100% natural Minute Maid orange juice flavored with? Uh, I know that they pretty much put them through a processing thing where they keep them in a tank for a while and it's, it all separates out. It's probably not all citric acid. That's your guess? No, that's <laughs> not my guess. I'm thinking... 
This is my thought process. Oh, okay. You put your finger in your ear when you're thinking. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of hard for you to do that with headphones on. Uh, you know, I'm really not sure. You're just going to take a pass? Yeah. They use a flavor pack, which consists of chemicals from known fragrance makers. So That's right. You were correct. They do juice the orange. They actually do have a machine that goes squeeze, squeeze, and orange juice comes out. But it's flavorless. No, it's normal. Like, if you were to drink it right well, then. Well, af after the process, it's yeah, flavorless. They put it in a vat, and they suck out the oxygen, which kills the flavor. Then they have to put in Calvin Klein Mystique, and then it tastes like orange juice again. Ew. <laughs> Question seven. Question Drew. seven. How many cars does Ferrari make per day? I think it's something like 10 or 12. You are always close, but you keep missing. 14. <laughs> I'm making educated guesses. These are good guesses. How big is the world's biggest limo? Random shot in the dark, 300 feet. The world's biggest limousine is actually a converted semi-truck trailer, which can hold 40 people, has three separate lounges, a bar, and weighs 50,560 pounds. Oh, so you weren't looking for a length. Well, if you would have said the length of one semi-trailer, you would have been accurate. <laughs> you guys are enjoying this, aren't you? This is level 9,000. I'm always <laughs> enjoying it. Number nine. What city has a ban on red chairs? Cars! Cars! For fuck's sake! <laughs> oh, it's cars. You're right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> chairs? Whatever. Okay, yes, it does say cars. <laughs> I still love you, but that was I, hilarious. Can I have a buzz for myself? No, you get something else for yourself. You get, you get where this button went. This one. Uh. Chair. Oh, match game. <laughs> price is right? Oh, price is right. <laughs> yeah, give me a buzz now. <laughs> what is that from? I don't know. Come on, Wheel of Fortune. You just uh. went bankrupt. I don't watch these daytime game shows. It's daytime. So what city has a ban on red cars with red chairs? <laughs> Provo. <laughs> <laughs> For the listeners at home that don't know this, we have a city of Provo that is very close to us. Shanghai. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, you ready for question 10? Who no. invented the cat door? Oh, I think I know. He let him guess first, let's see. A bored housewife who is sick of letting out her cat. <laughs> that would be amazing, but that is not the truth. What was your guess, Corey? I was going to say Schrodinger's cat door. <laughs> Sir Isaac Newton. I did not know that. <laughs> I was like, he did? <laughs> when he, he was wasn't letting apples hit him on the head? Here I thought calculus was his greatest achievement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's it for the game. Corey, what was his score? Close to one. <laughs> did you enjoy your new level of difficulty? I did if you guys did. I loved it. Guess what this is? Cookies! Yay! We have a package. This is a package that showed up in our P.O. box 
on the outside it says ID recorded Australia Post. And then it says Z4 and lots of postage monies, which I won't read on the air for our for our listener's sake. Um, but then it says Tim Tams on it. So we knew what it was before we opened it. So he is our very first winner of our contest. Remember we said the first five people to send us Tim Tams get a free lanyard. So that means if anybody else sends us Tim Tams? Yep. So these are these are the real things, man. This is truly from Australia. It even says kilojoules on it. Which, awesome. for those at home, is the proper unit of measurement for energy and things. Why do we use calories? Because Americans are stupid and don't use the metric system. I am passionate about this. I like the numbers on the inside of the numbers on the outside on my car. Hello. Wait, what? <laughs> the, 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 K, the KMH. Because uh-huh. the U.S. ones have both. I want the cookies, please. I'm just reading on here, because I remember seeing on Failblog, somebody had a package of Tim Tams, and it says, may contain traces of human flesh. Shut up. Let me see that. It did. It, it may have been shopped, but it says, may contain like, traces of peanuts, like tree nuts, and human flesh on there. That had to have been Photoshopped. That would have been Photoshopped. Well, that's why I had to look. Dear listeners, please do not send us things containing traces of human flesh ever, unless it's kisses. And then how, I don't want your lips. How would they send us kisses? Well, that's had a kiss on it. And they cut off their lips and send it to you? Haven't you seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, yeah. I remember how could that. you forget that gloriously wonderful movie? Well, I love that movie. I know, it's amazing. Gentlemen, I'm very sorry to report that we had lost one cookie in transit. It was smashed. But these smell amazing. Holy crap. Excuse me. I'm going to go away for a minute with this cookie. Uh, uh come here. <laughs> Just Ooh, I really want one. I want to feel exotic. Mmm, it's good. This is what things should taste like. It's not too sweet. You know what? These are these are distinctly different than the other ones we got. You know, Corey gets one too. We thing. actually do feed our our wow, Thanks. <laughs> That's always just like, and I'm putting it back in the middle of the studio table. Koru has a sad face. If you guys don't it eat happens. too many of them, you're I will treat you to a, a Tim Tim's lunch. I was handing him to you. You're closer you to him than I am. Here? Do you have hot chocolate? No. What do you think this is? A house where people drink things? I have yes. Dr. Pepper. You can do it with Dr. Pepper. Ew, that'd be gross. Explain to the audience what a Tim Tam Slam is. Okay, a Tim Tam Slam is my Milo, or... Some people call it Milo in Thank other you. states. Thank you. States. Countries? Countries. Whatever. <laughs> Except in Texas, where they call it Milo. So, um, basically, you get hot Milo, and um, you drink through the cookie. So, you bite, like, the tip of it. So, like, on this end. As you, you can see at home much. in 1080p, he clearly bit the corner of the oh, cookie. Oh, well. You, you bite the corner, and then you bite the other corner. And then you <laughs> suck through it. And it's awesome. It tastes amazing. It's like a chocolate, warm, gooey goodness. This is amazing. Sweet Lord, I haven't had anything this good in a long time. <laughs> so I would just say it's it's the thing about American chocolate. Just so everyone who's outside of the U.S. knows, um, the we have this thing called the FDA, which I'm sure you've heard of, the Food and Drug Administration. And part of their job is they have to regulate what things on packages say or are or what is in something to be called something. For instance, chocolate. If you want to have something called chocolate in the United States, it must have cocoa butter, which is not a requirement in pretty much everywhere else in the world. 
these cookies, I don't want to look at the ingredients here, but I'm sure they don't have this cocoa butter in great proportions like it would in the United States if it's in there at all. That's probably why it tastes a lot better. Plus, uh, a lot of chocolate in the United States is Waxy. mostly wax. Well, right. It's carnauba wax and cocoa butter and a little bit and a dusting of cocoa bean. Like, uh, the, the wax content's higher in the United States because chocolate melts really easily if it's pure chocolate. So if there's more wax in it, it doesn't melt when it's on the shelf. Yep. This is better than any Girl Scout cookie, and that's like the standard of good cookie for me. Like... Do you, you want to have a sherbet and it's good cookie? It's got to be Girl Scout cookie. Even those are nasty. Come on, you like Samoas. So what now? The coconut ones. Oh, those are caramel delights. You know something else that they have that in Australia that's amazing? Dingoes? Dingoes are good, yes. Oh no, they have this really, really good black licorice. Ew, no! Like, it is the most amazing licorice. They also have red licorice, too. But, you know, what's your favorite licorice? Like, what? Like, red vine or whatever? Um, no. Kookaburra. Or Twizzlers? No, Kookaburra. Oh, yeah? Well, theirs is, like, amazing. It's, like, really soft. We're a Twizzlers family. <laughs> we only eat Twizzlers here. My God, that is a good cookie. Thank you, Not Zero, for sending those in. Seriously, Australia, this is another point in your favor for awesomeness. And you're already pretty high up. That's true. So I give this cookie out of 10 a 10. Well, Maybe I, even a 10.5. I, I have to give a 10 to a Tim Tam. Like, they're my most, most favorite type of cookie. Mm. And by the way, they're not considered a cookie. Oh, no, that's a U.S. word. Isn't it a biscuit? Yes, it's a biscuit. Yeah. Yeah, biscuit equals cookie, chips equals crisps, and then bonnet equals hood. Chips is french fries over there, I think. Trunk is boot. Do you know what candy is? Sweets. Bonbons. I thought it was lollies. No, lollies are the things that Shirley Temple sings about. No. I heard crack? Yes, Those she are did. suckers. Lollies are suckers. They call them lollies. Candy I, is sweets. They're like candy. Like, Australian people, they, they make fun of Americans. They're like, yeah, I'm going to get some candy. No, they don't sound like that. I'm going to get some candy, some coffee. <laughs> coffee. Uh, we're going to get some uh, candies and coffee. They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm an elder from Utah, Utard. <laughs> you can stop. Any other, any other thoughts on this food review? This is, I'm sorry. This is, this is the sign of a good food review because we didn't say much. We were too busy eating it. It was that good. <laughs> That's you... an interesting picture you're showing us. <laughs> Let me help you with this. That looks like. Here we go. He has the food review email. Please read. <laughs> it's my nook. The background can be whatever you want it to be. And that was what I chose. Shut <clears> up. <throat> well, cookies are usually better with some cream. <laughs> Wow. Okay, so no doubt you have received my Tim Tams. I hope that you enjoyed them, Rude and Tugs. Love you both. Oh, we love you too. Hugs and kisses, not zero. I love those Tim Tams. Oh, and by the way, he also messaged us as well um, on the interwebs asking us if we had got the cookies. I told so, him. Good. Mm -hmm. Good, good, good. I interact with the audience on a regular basis. How about you? Yes. Good. Mm-hmm. 
Good. All right. Well, then, it's time for the last little thing that we have here, which is the mailbag. Hooray! So, we have an email from Anonymous. This email says, hello, Rue, Tugs, and every other living thing in the room. <laughs> what a nice designation for you, huh? I feel special. I have, in that fact... fly on the wall feels just amazing right now. <laughs> the, the dust mites in the couch are like, aww. Aww. All right. He talked about us. I, <laughs> I have, in fact, not seen Robin Hood. Not the Disney one, anyway. You said to message you if I hadn't seen it. I'm not sure what you wanted me to say, but the movie has affected me in the way that I can explain to non-furs what an anthropomorphic is, even though that only has happened one time. I have about seen about five seconds of the movie, and I have no idea why I haven't watched it yet. Also, I would like to thank you again for existing, because drawing plus, for what it's worth, equals quality-ish art. From Mr. Anonymous, a.k.a. the only person under 18 who listens to your show. P.S. How do you personally feel about young fursuiters from 12 to 17? Eh, I, if your parents are there, I say go for it. I think it's cute. <laughs> Atari? I'm with Tugs. If your parents there, go for it. I... By all means. PPS. Just so nobody's confused, I am not called Mr. Anonymous. Just being careful. No, your last name is now Anonymous. We have changed it officially. Your name is Tom Anonymous. PPPS. Who, if you can say, is your favorite fursuiter? Let me guess, Rue. Is it your boyfriend? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. My answer is the same as Rue's except for my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my favorite fursuiter, I don't have one. I just like fursuits. P-P-P-P-S. I like fursuits. P-P-P-P-P-P-S. P. Have you ever been bitten by a snake? No. 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 Yes. You have? Yeah. What snake? It was a uh, boa constrictor when I worked at Petco. It bit me instead of the mouse I was trying to feed it. Oh, yeah. That was good. That had to have hurt. I'm sorry. Eh, it wasn't too bad. It was small. It was a flesh wound. PPP, PPPPS. This is about how many words I say in a whole day, which is one of the ways the fandom affects me. <gasps> wait a minute, wait a minute. You missed. You missed some. You, want, you missed Oh, I did, I did, I did. I'll go back one PP. <laughs> PPP, PPPS. Expects cookies sometimes. Yay! And the last one. PPP, PPP, PPS. I can't wait to hear you say all those P's, S. Also, sorry for being annoying. I don't have anyone to talk to anymore, like friends or family. Well, where do you live? <laughs> There's plenty of people on the internet. Wyoming. Why? Oh, really? I thought Montana had less people. No. Oh, no, 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 no. I think there's double the people in the Salt Lake Valley as there is the entire state of Wyoming. That's true. I did go, by the way, speaking of Montana, I drove through Montana on the way to Rainforest. It was gorgeous. I know, right? I know. And I was like, I ate cookies from this land. And I felt special. All right. Do you have another email? Yep, from Dronon. Let's see. This is what they said. Hi, just listened to the show. Oh, hi, just listened to the show on Furry Gaming. And it's not too late for the next show, though I might be interested in mentioning two links. Um, www.gamingforever.com. So not forever, but forever. It's a general website for furry gamers and all stripes. And also www.livestream.com slash push to talk. Pushed like past tense to talk. I'm just clarifying. Which is basically a weekly 
podcast in which furries discuss recent gaming news and reviews. Um, games from the indie market. And it's live on Sundays. So Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern. Give it a listen. People let us know if it's a good show. I honestly haven't listened to it. because I, I haven't had it. a chance either. So. so Well, thank you for the email. And then we move to the last email from Night Fox. He said, so I just recently started listening to y'all's podcast, and I have to say I love it. I especially love how Tugs is so open and nonchalant about being a baby fur. I don't know if I'm nonchalant. It is nice to see a baby fur that is setting a positive feeling towards the group as a whole. On a more personal note, I was wondering uh, when you first discovered that you were a baby fur. I have been one for about five years. The problem I have is that after all this time, I still feel, deal with guilt for being one. Even after I finish coming out, I feel guilty. Do you ever deal with this, and how do you get over it? Thanks for your time, and I hope you haven't um, I haven't been too weird to keep up the awesome work, and I look forward to your next podcast. Uh, I offered to respond to him personally, because obviously this is very specific content, but he said to read it on the air, and I actually thought about it, and I thought it was a good idea, because it kind of goes to the whole, I'm into X, and I feel guilty for it, regardless of whatever X happens to be. So, when you realize you're a furry or whatnot, and you decide that, okay, this is probably a sin based on what I was brought up in, or... The cultural norm says no. How do you deal with it? What does your guilt stem from? Well, what did your Why guilt stem from? Why are you from? feeling guilty? Well, let's 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 do scenarios. Like for you, when you found out you were furry, did you have religious guilt? Yes. Why? Um, because my parents had set me aside, and they they basically said to me that they wanted me to not be in this like obsessed in this fantasy world type thing. They thought you were like going to deny reality? What? They thought you would deny reality? I, I'm not sure. There, there was some sort of com- conference talk that was talking about like D&D. Like they were against D&D. They didn't like me playing with playing D&D with my friends. Wait. What? Your parents threw a fit because you wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons? Yes. Remember when we were talking about Provo earlier? Because it, yeah. <laughs> this is what goes on in Provo. Because it's it's pretending to be something that you're not. So using your imagination was bad, is what they said. Not necessarily, but it, it's basically the principle of not losing um, what's what's reality and what's pretend. So you felt guilty. I didn't want to disappoint. My family, and I didn't want to dis like. I cared so much about what other people thought, and I still care a lot about what other people thought. And it stems a lot because of my family, and because I care so much. I care so much about them, and then it just finally got to the point where I had to learn that this is how I want to live my life. This is how this makes me happy as a person, and. I just had to just push it off and just just be like, you know what? I can't meet up everybody's expectations. I have to be myself. And that's that's how I got rid of the guilt. Did you have the same problem in another way? Uh yeah, kind of. But uh I started doing a lot of thinking about it and I kind of came to the same conclusions as he was did where it's like I'm an adult. I so long as my actions aren't hurting anybody else, it doesn't really matter what I do. And if I'm happier as, as a person for it, then why not? 
I, I would agree with you on that. It's, um, I mean, I had the same things. I was brought up religiously. A lot of people are. And you, you know, I'm gay. I'm this, I'm that, whatever. And how do you cope, you know? And then part of it is every every religion has this component if if we're t- if you're speaking to the religion angle specifically of uh, if you do not stay within us then you are somehow going to be damned to hell for all eternity but if that's true then everyone's going to hell because there's like a hundred different religions what if you decide you want to become you know baptist instead of protestant or something right like well you're saved in one religion you're going to hell in the other one so for me that was like well that didn't make a lot of sense um and then it came down to all right i want to do this furry thing I want to date James. Who am I going to hurt? Who is ultimately being hurt? I'm, I'm not getting into drugs. There's so many things I could be doing that would be far worse. Um, and I mean, that's not always a good reasoning. But in this case, it's like, this is no different than me sitting down deciding I want to draw a tree. I mean, it has zero impact elsewhere. So whatever. And I had to come to terms with that, have a long think. And I had good friends and that was it. And now I'm much happier for it. I mean, you will be miserable if you do not embrace who you are for your life. If you sit there and think, oh, I can change, I can change, I can change, it won't happen. My advice, if you're feeling guilty, stop being guilty and be awesome instead. It is. I I am kind of paraphrasing from something else, but... We are always in control of our own emotional reactions. And so I think about why you feel guilty and if it's a good reason to feel guilty or not and if there's a way around it. But embrace yourself. Wait, that's your line. Do your thing. Yay! Do your thing. What? You gotta do your embrace yourself. Okay, fine. Be proud of who you are. Don't ever, you know, change yourself because of other people. Always, you know, just... Be awesome. There you go. You took the words right out of my mouth. You know, there's so much crap that's happening in this world, and there's so much that goes on that, you know, just be happy. Find the things that make you happy and hold on to those things. Don't focus on all the negative things in life. There's so many things that are good out in this world, and just embrace it and... Don't get lost in the muck of the world. Life is, <laughs> Life is too short to spend it being miserable, so why do it? Yeah, root out the reason why and come to terms with it, and then move on. And find friends that will support you. That was also important. It's, I think we won't, you won't lose your support network if you have good friends. Yep. All right, well, I think that's it for the mailbag. Thank you for the email. Hopefully that was useful to you. If it is not, email me. Anyone can email me, but... Even will be back if you still have more questions. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I have one more thing. Don't be scared of change. There. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. This has been a great show. Um, we, we really appreciate you listening in. And we have an amazing show that's going to be coming up. We, every single year, we do something called the Halloween special. Where's the sound effects? <laughs> Um, on the computer. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Scary sounds. Scary sound. Okay. There. <laughs> so every year we have our Halloween episode, and we want you to write in to us a Halloween story. Please make it two pages long, or less, or, or less. less, or less. If 
And we're only going to choose a select few, so... Um, Do your best. We want to see you shine. Yes. It will be awesome. And, oh, if you're not right on the air and, you know, you send in a story, it will be available on the show afterwards. But only the few that make the cut will be dramatized and sound effects and things like that. Live music will be provided. Maybe. <laughs> so are these fictional stories or true stories? Uh, in your case, you need to write a show about the uh, write a show about the show. What? You have to write a story about the show. A horror story. A horror, about the show. A horror story about Still, the show. Okay, true story or fictional? It can be anything. Fictional. Don't be telling our secrets. That's why I was asking. Yeah. Clarify. Normally, normally, it's a fictional story. Yeah, because okay. it's gruesome. Usually we throw people in the meat grinder. Well, you just say, give <laughs> us a story. That wasn't, that wasn't a real story. <laughs> no, you just said, give us a story. You didn't say, make up a, a scary Halloween story. You're just like, tell us a story. And it's like, a true story, a fictional story. Because I know people who could tell true stories that are pretty damn scary. Well, if it's a scary well, true story, if you yeah. want to do that, that's fine. All right. I don't care where it's I, from. I, I, will, I will say this. <laughs> details, if it is a people, true details. story of you pushing somebody into a meat grinder... I don't know if we want to read that. If, if you send true. that to us and you're not in jail, I'm afraid we might have to turn you in. <laughs> so, Koru, so, uh, a suggestion. You could do a possession story like those uh, Possession of Emily Rose and things like that, but with your soundboard. The soundboard can do a lot of cool things. <laughs> Fired! Thank I you, I haven't Tugs. done that all episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> But you're hired again, don't worry, at half your salary. What salary? You got a Tim Tam, so now you can have a half Tim Tam. Thanks. A half Tam. You can just have Tim or Tam, but not both. I can still taste that Tim Tam. All right, It all is right. good. All right, wait, 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 hold on. I've got to do it special this time. S- trying to kill audience members since 2013. This is Tugs. <laughs> this has been Rue. And this is Atari. And Kuru. And this has been For, For What, what it's, it's Worth. worth. Did you say it this time? No, no. Do it. For, let, let, let's do that again. No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, this okay. is this is all going to be played on the air. They're hearing this right now. Oh, damn it! Just say it. For what it's worth. <laughs> <laughs>